0: You are listening to the Two Sorry Excuses podcast. And for that, I apologize. A voice from the back shouts, You're going to need more ammo. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Like old school, you know? Yep. Because people don't walk into bars anymore and shout, I have a gun. They just walk into bars and open fire. Hello, and thanks for downloading the Two Sorry Excuses podcast, recording live via via the internet. I'm your old pal, Sanders.
1: I'm your good buddy, Liv. And
0: if you are keeping score at home, this is episode 109, the four in the can edition. My uh, nice. My apologies. Buddy, this is um, this will be our fourth unreleased episode if you count the Muppets, the Muppets episode. But I'm um, um,
1: the Muppets episode was a long time ago, though,
0: right? Yeah, that, that was that was on a strategic, uh, strategic release schedule. But we're, technically,
1: we're two episodes behind right now,
0: though. we're two episodes behind, right? We have two that we've recorded timely episodes that we've recorded um, over the last couple weeks that I got to get out. I've just been I do people,
1: people are gonna love listening to us talk about the Olympic competition in three weeks.
0: <laughs> Where we really we break down uh, Katie Ledecky.
1: Yeah. Talking Stroke in pattern real time.
0: <laughs> we had an entire episode. Well, of course, because I'm gonna we're gonna tell people what we had but they're gonna have listened to it already three weeks ago so (laughs) this is this is like a double whammy not only do we delay them now we're recapping it three weeks after they've already listened to it so now
1: we're gonna listen to them describe what they're watching on tv is there our freaking moments of silence as they google to look up records and (laughs) Uh, yeah
0: i've uh i've been uh I've I've been a little uh, preoccupied. I've had a uh, uh, just a lot of shit. I got I got uh, a bunch of stuff uh, that's been keeping me busy. Um, probably most notably, is I'm on the roommate hunt again. Oh, not that's... Roscoe, not Roscoe. He I don't is, understand
1: uh... why that's not more important than your unpaid hobby. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so I'm going through A little bit of a crisis of faith You know every once in a while Shit doesn't work out for you And you're like Why fucking bother you Wait know? so
1: the roomie moved The other roomie moved that
0: she is moving out. She gave me notice. So here's the here's the deal, and I take full responsibility for it, although I am going to blame her. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Naturally. Uh, you at get the, to tell the story however you want to. At
0: the end of this story, just please know that I am taking full responsibility uh, uh, over the situation. But she had moved in uh, in May, I think, uh, either April or May, with a tentative agreement that – for the first month, she would pay me uh, above market value for the place while we both kind of like felt each other out. She wanted yeah. the flexibility of having one month, and I was fine with that. After that first month, if she agreed to stay, I would drop the, the price down to market price and um, and still go on a month-to-month, but we'd have kind of like – you know, a gentleman's or gentlewoman's agreement that she was going to stay through the summer. And her plan was she had a friend who uh, was abroad or traveling or something that was going to be back at the end of the summer and they were going to look for a place together. So in the back of my mind... Down near you? Yes. Like da- in da- the
1: general area anyway? Yeah. Yes.
0: So down uh, in my mind, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to woo this chick for the next three months and I'm going to get her to have her friend move in here. Right? Win-win. Yeah. So I start to subtly suggest that I'm going to turn my office into a bedroom and maybe look for other people, blah, blah, blah. And two days ago, she says, oh, that's great, because I've been meaning to tell you um, I'm leaving. I said, oh, (laughs) when? She's like, well, I just got approved. I'm moving in September 1st. Now, here's where it becomes a little bit of a sticky wicket. Legally, technically, she's on a month-to-month agreement. She's got to give me 30 days notice before she can move out, right? Yeah. One, she's like a 23-year-old kid. She doesn't know that. She's, I think this might be, or she... She had like another room share before this. She lived in the city where she was going to school in a dorm or or whatever. Um, so she doesn't have a ton of experience dealing with leases and and
1: rental properties, et cetera. Yeah, of course. Same reason why we freely let Dolce's come and go as he pleased in our until eleven oh six Madison, right?
0: And take we our no post- clue what our rights were take our post dated checks and yeah, bully us around shit. like all yeah. that shit cuz you don't we know don't as know a tenant kid.
1: landlord that's why that that's why that's always you know you go to any college area that's always a thriving uh, part of your law school practice if you're in a clinic is tenant landlord disputes right right <laughs> i never thought of that but you're absolutely right <laughs> yeah
0: so um, and then you know she's she gives me the two weeks or whatever and at the end of the day what am I going to do? She's going to walk out, you know, like, so I don't want to ruffle feathers and, and I'm not going to bully her into, into giving me a month notice. Cause that doesn't work for anybody. I'm going to try to work the situation in my favor and say, Hey, listen, well, okay, that's fine. That's great. Good luck. You know, best of luck. Oh man, I was in your position once and that's real exciting to be moving out on your own. Blah, blah, blah. Can you give me some referrals? have anybody at work who might need a place she works at starbucks part-time and she works down at the boardwalk part-time okay hard-working chick working all the time she knows a ton of people i'm figuring she's the exact kind of person i want living here maybe she knows people who are exactly like her um no such luck she's got great great ideas for the house She thinks I should turn into a youth hostel. Um, She has operation plans for it. She'd come back and run it for me if I ever decided to do that. Like, all great stuff, but...
1: You're going to become a different character if your house becomes a youth hostel. Right, exactly. You're going to be like some kind of Charles Manson character or something. Uh, Well, the
0: the idea, and the reason it came up was because I was explaining to her that um, now that the condo has gone pet-friendly that gives me an option. Yeah. If if I ever needed to to downsize again or if I ever needed, you know, if I couldn't afford this place anymore, um, the the mortgage on the condo is only 1200 bucks. Yeah, yeah, and now yeah. that I have a place that that the dogs can go, that becomes very viable and she said, "Oh, if you ever do that, then you should turn this place into a youth hostel, hire somebody to run it." that was kind of like go
1: move into the condo and then
0: yes exactly yeah
1: i mean that's a i mean that would be a good way to make some money yes yeah
0: but um i've figured out a way to monetize the house without having to take on the expense of moving into the condo because that tenant is out of there in november and angie and i own it together We own the house together. We own own the condo together. She would love nothing more, I think, if I were to call her up and be like, hey, guess what? I'm going to move into the condo and, you know, I'll rent the house out or do whatever with the house. She'd be cool with that.
1: As long as Um, she was making some money from
0: it, I'm sure she'd be happy.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So, um, she, the landlord, the chick um, who's here is like, I'm leaving. So I panicked for a day, you know?
1: See, interesting, in Louisiana, it's only 10 days if it's a month-to-month. Interesting. You know? Interesting. Yeah. I'm glad I don't live in Louisiana. Yeah, I mean, it works both ways, you know.
0: The tenant, I mean, the landlord.
1: Tenant and landlord both have 10 days. Yeah, okay. I mean, which is good because, you know, if you're on a month-to-month, if you give before the month's up, I mean, there's kind of crappiness that could probably happen, you know? Yeah, right, totally.
0: Totally. Um, so I went to Craigslist. Is where it, that's where I find the all the people I've rented to. Regardless of what people say, it's a pretty legitimate way to find well, people.
1: That's where everybody uses now. Is Craigslist. No one's using the paper and stuff like that. You know, right? And I, the difference is though. I <clears throat> excuse me. I go to
0: the people who are looking for places to live because I figure they're more serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, over the last couple days, not casual encounters. No, (laughs) no, not casual encounters. Not adult services.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So I've started the process, and I've got some interesting stuff uh, brewing. The guy across the street has been on me to uh, to get on Airbnb for a while because he Uh, he like makes a mint, and his place sucks.
1: he would probably make a lot of money where you are on Airbnb.
0: Totally, but I I need I don't have the flexibility or the float capital to to be like oh well, I didn't rent anything this weekend and you know I gotta I gotta come up with the cash to to cover that for you know mortgage I'm I'm essentially renting out to defray my costs so I can afford to live here right Yeah yeah so I uh, I found this med student who's on a who's on a traveling rotation oh, that's a good person I get med students and I was talking with him about it and he said that uh, the hospital that he's going to which, which is down the street from my house is a popular um, is a popular hospital because they're like the number one trauma center in New Jersey and um, they do a lot of teaching there but it's not a med school so there's no student housing so all the students that come in are shit
1: out of luck and you know what's like, funny about that is uh, a friend of mine they were trying to rent an apartment and it's a nice area of town like a cool hip spot and that's why i told her i was like go down to the medical schools and advertise because medical students are always looking for places to live and generally they you know, they got more money to spend than a typical college kid, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not that they're rich, but, like, they are they need to live somewhere.
0: Right. You know? Exactly. So that's the, the this guy that I found. Uh, he's coming in in September. He's only going to be here a month, but he said— Yeah, but if
1: you could work it as a deal, because I knew people that went to medical school, like, where, like, five of them lived in a house— but they were living in a house that five medical students before them lived in. It was basically, like, just passed down.
0: And that's my goal. I'm going to yeah. try to get hooked up with the program coordinator, give her my number, and say, listen, the first person who comes to you in your program and says, I, I, do you have any suggestions on a place to live? Give them my number. Give them my address. Tell them to come over the, the keys under the mat.
1: Yeah, and as long as, like, as long as you're cool – you know, as long as you get a good reputation, you know, yeah, people keep wanting to go there. Just don't, you know, yeah. have any reason for them not wanting to come. You know,
0: yeah. So, so I started to fill up all the peepholes that I drilled in that uh, in that bedroom, so there's nothing.
1: Uh... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I got that going for me, and then you
1: took out the camera inside exactly. the rim of the toilet, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh so I got that going for me and then today I interviewed um a little more of an exotic addition to the team. Uh she's a she's a um, student visa holder. I think she's a student visa one year student visa. Um chick from Spain who works uh locally as like an event planner or whatever and she was here uh, and then she went back to spain got all her paperwork together and she's she's back here for a year um and i was had brought her over showed her the house you know kind of chatted with her and she was explaining to me how the process works and in order to get the student visa you needed to uh go through this process and you had to show financial stability etc cetera, etc cetera. and the last piece that she's missing is the you know, is the permanent housing. So she's looking for something long term that she can afford. Okay. Um, so it's like the best of both worlds. Yeah. You know, I've had I've had a lot of luck renting to chicks. That um, that's primarily been my my uh, the most successful tenants. Well, actually, all the tenants have been chicks in a in a in a variety of various Rosco. stages, except for Roscoe who. Once I uh, did a little rearranging of the rooms, decided he wants the bigger master bedroom up front, which was our office. That's where I had put my desk and TV, and I threw a couch in there. And is that uh, the
1: one that I crashed on? Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, air mattress. Yeah, that's a decent sized room. So now it's got a bed in it. I rearranged some stuff. It's got a bed in it. It's got the couch. Uh, it's got a little uh, dresser, TV, and it's huge. It's almost like a little suite is, is, is kind of the setup deal. Yeah. And uh, he's like, listen, man, I didn't realize this is so cool. I'll give you more money if you let me live in here.
1: Yeah, it is a cool room because it's right in the street there
0: too. Yeah, totally. The downside is that he uh, he wants to paint it. Uh, and what does he want to paint it? Um, I don't know. He's like, this color's too bright. I need it to hold down. And My whole house
1: is white. You know, I'm not. Yeah, you know, yeah I got I'm bright colors. That, but I was here. like, I'm cool with having it all white. I just put shit up on the walls.
0: The The walls are blue. I don't know if you remember them. They're like, yeah, uh, they're like an ocean blue. But I mean,
1: it's such a pain in the ass painting.
0: It is room, you know? Although, he did. He painted the room that he's in now. Although, that was a year ago when he was, you know, a little more bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Maybe now he'll, uh, you know, he'll sputter out before he actually gets to... (laughs)
1: He'll uh, he'll get friggin' all Roscoe. You'll walk in there and he'll be like a... (laughs) A streak of a roller paint mark that just goes diagonally across the wall from where he just... Friggin' passed out while painting,
0: (laughs) and I have no real practical reason for wanting to keep it the same. You know, as he
1: passed out right into a plate of friggin' homemade steak fries. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Luckily, luckily that phase has ended.
1: The frying phase.
0: Yes, yeah. that that phase is is ended. Luckily, so um, oh, that
1: that was short lived, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah, but it was intense, right? Short but yeah. intense.
1: Uh, so that's maybe we'll rear rear its head again next summer. Who
0: knows? <laughs> um, you know, because they really go really well with steak, and I'm not a big steak eater, so I'm, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't encourage it. So I guess that's. Uh, so
1: he's gonna pay you a little bit more money. To move into the room, but you're debating the uh, painting. What does he want to paint? Yeah, like,
0: uh ah, like silver and orange kind of deal.
1: Silver and orange? Yeah. Like the modern Syracuse University the, yes, uniforms? Yes,
0: yes, yes. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> matte
1: color. Yeah. You know, matte finish. <laughs> and I'll have a. Uh, You'll have, like, a dartboard with the nemeses of the city of Syracuse in the center. Like Brianna Stewart. Right. Right. (laughs) The traitors of Syracuse. Greg Paulus. Yes. (laughs) Friggin' Tom Cruise. (laughs) Oh, funny, man. I, uh...
0: Yeah, and I have no, like like I said, I have no practical objection to him painting it. It's just more of like, uh, that was my bedroom. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: What's that? It, it was my bedroom. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you want to move back in there. Or, or just... Or you just have a connection to I your I have a bedroom. connection
0: to it. Like, there's certain rooms in the house that you have connections to. Yeah, but the problem You're, is if he's paying you for it, though. Well, the, that's what I came up with. I made a deal with him. He had to cut the grass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like and, he's your son. Right, right.
0: <laughs> he has to, um, if he paints it, he has to. Uh, oh, here, the deal I made with him was if he has the room, I'll give it to him under market value, below market value. If he agrees to put a timer on his television. Because I rent all these rooms, including his. Oh, with electricity included, right? Electricity included. Yeah. And this summer, it absolutely fucking killed me.
1: You I have window unit and stuff.
0: Yeah, window there? unit. So in his room at any given time, he's got the TV on, the, the, the air conditioner on, the phone plugged in, the fan running, like... I don't, he's just like a, he's generating more electricity than you know he's using more electricity than i can generate in the house so are you
1: living upstairs in the attic now yes yes all right so that's fully done because i remember when i was there you show me that you were gonna move up there or whatever or maybe yeah, yeah. you had already moved up there but you had plans for how you were gonna renovate it and stuff
0: yeah so i'm in here and it's still the pitched roof i haven't fixed you know i haven't i haven't pushed out the roofs, he popped out the roof yet, yeah, but that's a big major project. Yeah, of like course. Yet. But uh, you know, I've got this my closet is on one end and then my bed is on one end and the sitting there's a sitting area in the middle. So, um, I'm I'm cool and I'm content up here and it's fine. Um, but the the deal I made with him with with taking that front bedroom is he's gotta cut down on the electric bill because it's just absolutely kills me. You know? Like of course, it, it's killing me because I didn't think in my head that adding two or three people in the house was going to affect the electric bill, you know?
1: When yeah, I was living, so here- you didn't do the math properly.
0: Yeah, so when I was living Which here-
1: kind of sucks once you have the people already in there paying rent.
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. it's kind of something
1: you got to sp- spring upon new people.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I made him promise he's got. Well, now you hand.
1: have an idea of how much it costs to have that many more people in the house.
0: Yeah, and I definitely adjusted the the room values accordingly, and uh, so I made him be more mindful of the the electricity. And then, uh, cause remember in the beginning of the summer I was getting all uptight. I don't, maybe it didn't come through. I think I've mentioned it once or twice, or maybe we, I mentioned it off, uh, offline or whatever, but I was getting real uptight about the electricity because, you know, he started his air conditioner like the first week of June. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I do remember you talking about Typically, that. Typically,
0: I don't put the Because the weather's
1: still relatively cool up there. Yes, June,
0: right? yes, of course. And I, it, like July 4th is, is the target date that I put the ACs in. And there were two nights, I remember specifically, there were two nights when it was almost unbearable. And the second of those nights uh, led me to start planning to put the ACs in. Um, but by that point, he had already added in like... You know, three or four weeks, so I was getting real uptight and like stressing out about it, but Jeremy suggested that I go on a budget plan with the uh with the electric company.
1: Is that the one where you use like certain hours of the day?
0: No, you just prepay you prepay uh, based on history. Right? Yeah, so they, that's
1: what I do, level billing.
0: You level billing, correct.
1: Yeah, so I, yeah, I do that. I do But my dad and my mom pitches about it. My dad looking to cut, cut cost over at the house in Mississippi. He's done this crap where, like, what is it? It's like sometime in the middle of the day where if you use electricity, it costs a lot more. But it makes it cheaper later at night. So my mom gets pissed because she goes over there and he's like, no, we can't do that until three o'clock. so he's sitting around in the dark all day yeah and i'm sure he's stressing himself out more like doing it that way than than it's worth in my opinion i can't imagine he's saving so much you know it's like all the work you go in that people do to try to save a nickel or dime there you know right spend a dollar to save a nickel yeah you know it's
0: Oh, gosh. So I switched over to level billing and and it's
1: $80 a month across the board. So, you but know What does that include? What does that include? All electricity. Like uh but is your kitchen gas or something? My
0: kitchen's gas, my heat is gas, right. my hot water's gas.
1: So that's a different bill. That's a different bill, yeah. Okay. All right, cuz I do level bill and my bills run like 90 to maybe 10 something cuz it changes it's not always the same, you know, but it's always within the same range.
0: Okay. All right. Now, they reevaluate after the after six months or something and then, you know,
1: make an adjustment. But either way, that's fine with me because – Well, mine took a while getting adjusted because, of course, this house was being renovated for a while. So, like, the year before me, all the electricity was being used to renovate the place. So it wasn't, like, typical electrical use. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. cuz when you get it all always says, here's what you were doing this time last year. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, it's just knowing that it's a constant number that I'm not going to open it up and it's yeah. going to be 150 bucks this month, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good thing. Cuz up for you, it probably more compensates for the co- like here the compensations for the winter. Because right. the winters aren't as bad, whereas for you, the compensation is more for like the springtime, summery stuff, because that's not as t- bad.
0: Right, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like here, like, well, you're agreeing to pay a little bit more than you probably would pay in the winter, but that prevents you from having to pay $200 a month in July. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And I've looked at my past bill, and and obviously June, July, and August skyrocket. They're, you know, they're triple. Yeah, any other month, so that's fine. I'll, I'll pay a ton more uh than than I use in the off months, but now I'm not stressing out about the ACs running, and I run yeah. it myself a little more. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, in a
1: house that big, especially an old house, it's got to be expensive anyway because it's not, you know, it's not modern. No, and I have the shitty. Uh,
0: vinyl contractor windows that when they renovated, you know, 15 years ago, they put them in to save cost Yeah, um, and they suck and they don't close right. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I can get them closed, but they don't close naturally. Yeah. You need a stick to hold one of them up. It's like a real disaster, but that's what I'm working with. So, you know, I'm just trying to, to work around it. Um... But now it's uh, like I'm a little freer. Like I'll leave the AC on if I go down to shower. Yeah. So yeah, when yeah. I come back in, it's nice and cool or whatever. So that worked out. So that the uh, the deal I had to make with him was that he had to um, put his TV on a timer because he falls asleep with his TV on, but he doesn't turn it off.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you, TVs, you can set the sleep timer now. Yeah, you know? exactly. So I, asked I mean, not now. That. I mean, they've had that for 30 right, years right. now.
0: <laughs> right. Um, and then the other thing was he had to, if he was going to paint the room, he could have the room at a discount if he set the timer, but he could paint the room if he uh, committed to stay until till next May. Like he had to to basically sign a lease. You
1: know, yeah.
0: For, for, for verbal commitment. Uh, which he agreed to do. He was like, are you kidding me? He's like, wait, 2017? He's like, yeah, that's my plan. You know, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I was like, all right. Well, I mean, that's nice to confirm. I, I I would have guessed practically it had to have crept into his mind that he needed a plan P, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But uh, no, he's committed, so that's great. And that takes... Takes a lot of stress off me. Um, What's he up to these days? He's doing a little work for me. He's doing a little work for this... Um, remember the, <laughs> Remember
1: I used to work for the catering company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so, set up like for like offices, yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. So I hooked him up with that dude. And um, he's like in his element. He goes in the morning and he's like the go-to guy. And, um
1: He's just a squirrel trying to get a nut, man. Yeah,
0: that's it, man. Um, and he was supposed to be training to wait tables, which he's a Vincent, right? In yeah. uh, pouring drinks, slinging drinks,
1: and serving hash is in his blood. Yeah, that's not. He's naturally gonna gravitate back to that. I would have. I would have. Like you know, guys gonna gravitate back to that eventually.
0: Y- yeah. Exactly. Exactly. For as much as as much as guy wants to make like you know an on quote unquote honest living,
1: yeah, and have a regular a regular nine to five Monday through Friday schedule, that's not him.
0: No, and he's good at the other thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so i
0: had, I had uh, you know kind of suggested that Roscoe kind of go find that around here because that's. I mean, there's know. gotta be loads of places to go bartend, huh? Yeah, but you know what? I I, I don't think that's in his. Uh, that's like I don't think it's something he's interested in. So,
1: yeah, he I, just doesn't want to do that anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he wants to find a career, you know, and
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I certainly don't blame him cuz it took me long enough to figure out. What
1: no, it trust was me. I still I want I know to know what I want to do.
0: So, I uh I, I
1: definitely don't want to do what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> um like switch Switch discipline within the industry or, like, get out of the industry completely?
1: Hmm. What's that?
0: Like, you want to switch your focus within the legal field or you're like,
1: fuck law? I'm kind of like, fuck law, but I'm willing to do something else within law. I'm just... I don't know. I'm just very... It takes... A lot of energy to pull myself out of bed every morning. Oh yeah. yeah. See, I um, I was having this conversation
0: with Roscoe the other day, and and uh, without being trying to be pre here, because one thing, as a guy who was pretty fucking down, I I understand that only I have the ability to pull myself up. Yeah. You know what I mean, so the pep talks from people and the pieces of advice and the you know, and the email suggesting I try this job or do that yeah. like I appreciated the effort, but it was totally lost because I was totally lost, right?
1: Yep. It finally no, I...
0: figured out what it was that I wanted to do and only I could figure that out. So I don't wanna push that shit on on Roscoe, but you know, we had a like when it comes up, I don't mind sharing my you know, my perspective. And what I was telling him the other day is like I am for shit. Yeah, financially right now. Like, I'm obviously I'm renting out three rooms to <laughs> to adults in in a in a variety of situations. You know, um, just to to keep my momentum going. But I don't go to bed stressed, and I don't. Sure as fuck don't wake up stressed any morning because I'm doing and hey man, this is such a valuable lesson that people tell you like, you know, when you're going to college or you're looking for the job, what's that old cliche they always say? Like, do what you love, the money will follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit more than a little bit, that's bullshit. Yep. Right. You gotta put yourself in a position to Figure out how to take advantage of the opportunity around the thing that you love, you know. Yeah, I love jerking off. People aren't going to pay me for it, you know. <laughs> so I'm figuring out a way. I to got head. a
1: lot of weirdos on the internet. You never know.
0: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want. You're not be.
1: willing to get paid for it. That's a different. If Story there's somebody, together, my if,
0: if there's somebody willing to watch me beat off,
1: I don't. There know, probably
0: is. I don't know if I want to meet him or I don't want to meet him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the uh, you know, the, I I tried to you know to relay that you know, so like until you figure it out, until you figure what it is you want to do, just figure out a way to stay afloat.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. I mean, I I go there because it pays me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, nothing for nothing. But, I mean, my problem is it's not – it's all tied in every other aspect of my life. It's all interconnected, you know. And the reason I'm not happy is because I'm not happy other places. But the reason I'm really not motivated is because I'm not happy other places. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Trust me, man. Like, Trust it's me. like, well – I'd actually probably have more motivation to be better at what I did. Like if I had, if I saw any reason for it, I mean, of course, people say the reason is to make money, but the thing is, I'm not really a money driven person. So that's not really the reason for me to be better at it. The reason for me to be better at it and make more money would be if I had a reason to spend that money or something I had to spend that money on. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 totally, man. I totally get it. (laughs) But as long as I'm able to take care of myself and what I do, I don't give a fuck.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it, man. And like, uh, (laughs) and and I get that uh, that that viewpoint of of like spiraling happiness or or cyclical happiness. You know, this begets that, which begets that, which will ultimately make me happy, kind of deal. And like, you're talking to the dude who like all right, man, you know what would really make me happy is if I did this, but you know what? Let me lose 25 pounds before I do that so I can buy a new suit, you know? So I don't have to buy the suit that, you know, my fat suit, and then uh, that's a waste of money. Or, you know what would really make me happy is if I did this, but I don't have any money. Let me save some money up and, and do that. And, like, I get that. There's practical components to each of those things, you know? Yeah. Um. But at the same time, you know, like, it never ends. Yeah. Right? So never ends. But the two times in my life that I've actually enjoyed what I was doing and thought I was on the right track were the two jobs I get up and went to and didn't get paid for. But, like, hopped out of bed, got dressed, was, like, in the car, ready to go. You know, world beater style. Yeah. And it was when I was interning with the sports agency up in Boston.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I'd go, I'd leave every morning and Smitty would uh, be coming home because he worked the night shift. And uh, so he'd be in his window, his bedroom window. He'd watch me go out and go, hey, kid,
1: kid, where are you going?
0: <laughs> and I go, I'm going to work, Smitty. And he'd laugh. "Ha <laughs> ha Kid, work is something they pay you for. Work on something to give you money for. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd get a big kick out of it. Every morning he did it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'd go and I'd fucking do the sports agency shit. And I loved it. And I was a wheeler and a dealer. And, you know, I it, 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 it wasn't making any money for it. Although I was supposed to be making money for it, but still didn't stress about it because it was like, it was kind of what I was digging and then the mediation stuff is the same thing, you know i go to um I go to the court up until like two or three weeks ago, right? You assumed I was getting paid for that mediation stuff, yeah, yeah, right And I'm not I mean, I'm getting value out of it. I'm getting not only experience, I'm getting those accreditation hours, so it it all works out in the end anyway. but like I go there and I talk to the seventy five year old dudes who go there and treat it like a job because they don't have anything else to do and they really enjoy this and they take it seriously. And I respect that, you know? Yeah. It's it's cool that these guys treat get pissed because they don't have jobs, even though I think it's funny and it's a little annoying. They should let it go a little bit. But, like, <laughs> I respect the fact that they take it seriously enough to be upset that they can't practice their art, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's great when you see people actually like what they do. Yeah. I mean, I understand that. Uh,
0: but it's so few and far between. So, like.
1: Yeah, I mean. And then the other side of it, like like what I was talking about earlier, like, you know, like Jacob, like, you know, he was really hungry to work hard and make money. But that's because, like, basically, right when he got. Well, he's not with us anymore. He's on his own. But when he was at that place, when he first started doing that type of work was he just got married, had a kid right after that. That's your motivation. Right. It's like when you wake up and it's like just you and it's like, well, mortgage is paid. You know, it's like I don't have anything driving me, you know, anything yeah. wanting to make me better. And I was thinking about it because there's people who are driven by money. It's like, I don't care about that. I never cared about that. you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I care about having enough money to be able to do what I want to do, and for the most part, I do. I mean, I'm not going on exotic vacations anywhere, but, I mean, I'm sure if I wanted to, I could probably figure a way to go on a decent vacation somewhere else, but that's other shit. That's stuff I don't care to do alone. Yeah, and listen. (laughs) That's the other side of it. (laughs) I've made
0: a shit ton of money before. Yeah. doesn't make you any happier. As a matter of fact, the most miserable I've ever been what coincided and I don't know if it was causal or correlative, but it coincided with the time that I was making the most money.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm in, I know like one guy I graduated from law school with, I'm thinking, all right, if I'm making such and such, he's probably making 50 grand more than me right now or something, you know? But, um, but it's like, is he really doing better than me? Because I mean, He's probably still, at the end of the day, basically my same boat because he's married. Uh, they just bought a new house that's more expensive than my house. They got, you know, they already had a little kid. They just had a a new baby in May, you know. But so he's probably got about the same amount of disposable income as me at this point,
0: you know. You know, I think two things did me in. I want to say did me in, like you know, they're they're the root of my financial causes, but just two things, two things framed who I am professionally and financially. Yeah. One, I came from, from a blue collar civil service family, right? Yeah. And any, any inkling I had of being a cop or a fireman, any interest that I had shown as a young kid in in doing that. My mom's a nurse. My you know, my 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 grandfather's a cops and firemen. Any time that I wanted to be a cop or a fireman, that was like shot down. As do something bigger.
1: Yeah, yeah. As a
0: kid, I'm like this is this is the best thing you could be as a cop. You know, best yeah. thing you can be as a fireman. But from the people living it and the people who are trying to raise families on it and the people who didn't like the politics at the time of being a civil servant you know there it's it's that whole generational thing of you know hope your kids if you can raise your kids to be in a better position than you are, you did a good job as a parent, kind of deal, right?
1: Yeah, and that's the way it's supposed to work. You know, my parents, generation, next totally. generation, does better
0: than the previous. Totally. One. So my parents subscribed to that because their parents subscribed to that, and being yeah. a cop wasn't. On I the mean, table. that's the
1: American dream, like the immigrants. I mean, yep. which we all are. We're the. Not everybody in America, but us, the real children of America. It's not the waspy people. Right, right, right. <laughs> you
0: know? So so that steered me away from, from that. And coupled with the fact that um, that my dad was an upwardly mobile, not particularly entrepreneurial, but within his profession, there was no middle management for him. Yeah. You know yeah I mean, yeah. he was a riser. He was a rising. Yeah, he went straight to, to the top. You know, to Fortune 500 executive level, but didn't become. I don't want. Financially solvent is not the right word. And financially responsible is, is, saying too, is being too harsh. But like becoming financially savvy was not something he developed until later in life. So it wasn't like a skill set imparted upon us. As, yeah, as yeah,
1: I got you. Yeah, you know, I know what I mean. I mean, I don't. I I think about that right now because I'm not particularly financially savvy, and now I'm four years old, and I mean, I got some money saved, but not a whole lot, you know. Right, right. I look at guys like uh, Kurt or Zenga, you know, yeah.
0: the, the Oasis guys and stuff, and they they figured out how to maximize their financial capital early on, whether it meant taking that initial loan from their, from their parents to start a business that then succeeded and take that money to pay them back and, and, you know, keep growth or they just had money to begin with, or they were taught the skills of, um, you know, of, of increasing your net worth, et cetera, et cetera. And like, those guys have it. Yeah, you know they're not smarter than anybody else. They just had no. a different foundation. You know, yeah. like Reardon. Reardon graduated from from St. John's Prep as you know one of the top kids in his class, and he's he's not he's smarter than than almost anybody he hangs out with. But yeah, he went to an except all for boys. us, of
1: course, right?
0: It, right, exactly. Except for when we're in the room. He went to an all boys. You know, Catholic prep school with a lot of guys of privilege.
1: Yeah, I you mean, know? just like I think we he, both did that, right?
0: Yeah, but I mean, he a- and probably you got scholarship to go. I yeah, didn't get yeah, I was a work
1: study kid. Yeah, yeah, I
0: didn't get a scholarship to go to CBA. Yeah. Um But like, you know, Reardon's coming from Lynn. Yeah, not a ton City of kids. Ascent. Not a ton of kids from from Lynn going to the prep. Yeah. Right. It's him. It's it's Sean, it's Steve, and it's Drew, right? Did they go to the prep? I I, I always assume so. Steve, yeah, 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 definitely, De- right? Because yeah. Steve was really smart and Drew. Uh, yeah, was Steve a can do
1: a school. friggin' Rubik's cube in less than two minutes with his eyes closed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's amazing. Yes, yeah, it's amazing. But anyway, so like, yeah, like I feel that pain where you're where you're trying to, you know, t- trying to be. F- something other than financially motivated but at the same time like reap some financial benefit yeah you know what I mean like because you don't want to just go off and, and start making I don't know you know Zulu coconuts to sell online you know Zulu knockoff coconuts because they're a you know they're a collector's item and you found a little niche market right you
1: probably get sued for it too
0: <laughs> You still got to make a living, right? You can't just yeah. do what you love.
1: Freaking Zulu coconuts made by an authentic white person. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be branded the city's worst monster if I did something like that.
0: I'll tell you what, man. People probably clicked off about 32 minutes ago, but I, this is you. You're, that's hysterical. <laughs> I yeah, uh, they really messed up. I um,
1: so I feel you, dude. I feel you. Yeah.
0: So what I mean, are you I gonna? I think
1: about it every day. I mean, like, I was what are thinking you... about it today, but usually I don't even talk about it. But what are you gonna do? I mean, I don't know, man. So I thought now the year's more than halfway over. You know, like yeah. at the beginning of the year, I was like, I got to figure out something. You know, that oh, yeah, was the new yeah. year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. You know, it's everything. It's everything, man. Like, I got to start going to the gym. Still haven't done that yet, even though I've been saying that for like three weeks, you know? Yeah. I'm going to go sign for that gym. That's five blocks from my house that I can go to for $10 a month. It's like, oh, I need to get a workout routine. Uh, Yeah, I'll do it once I get the workout routine figured because I just don't want to pay it and not know what the hell I'm fucking doing.
0: You know, right, right, right. But
1: I'm finding reasons not to do that shit. I don't know. I need to get. If I knew the answer, dude. You know. Yeah, you'd come up with the solution. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I, I know what end results would make me happy, but the solution's the hard part. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You know, know, it's like I know, just like what would make you happy if this was the situation. Oh, if I was this way right now i and I was doing that and I had that that would make me happy. Well, how do you get there? I don't fucking know you
0: know <laughs> oh God, so you know what i'm gonna start doing? Well, one, I've started uh exercising again i'm on uh I'm on the road to thirteen point one miles. Nice. So I'm back. I'm going to run that race that I had run uh, two years ago, the the, the the New Jersey Half Marathon. Um, and I was looking at my logs from um, from my training before one year ago. So I ran that race. Let me see. No, 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 no. What well, I ran it last year. I missed it this year. Right. So, okay. So not this April, the April before I ran it. So it was a year about a year and and three or four months ago. I was looking at my logs from last July even. And yeah. I was running nine miles on the weekends. In July. Damn. So not that long ago. A year. Yeah. That's not a that's not a long time. And
1: how far you think you can run right now?
0: Zero. I gotta start from scratch. I can't.
1: Oh, because you just friggin' let you it go. lose it.
0: Yeah, totally. And I'm that out of shape. But um, so for the last, uh, it's a, it, the, the process is like, just get out and start walking. And then in a couple of weeks, then you run walk and then like, there's a whole program behind it. Um, so I've been going out for four days a week, three miles, just, just walking, putting my headset on, walking through the, the, you know, the, the town, the neighboring towns up the boardwalk. Um, and it's good to get a sweat on. To get some exercise, you know, to put some gym shorts back on, and um, you know, I figured you can just I, I hadn't inspired, uh, I hadn't inspired Fredo in a while. <laughs>
1: so
0: I want to yeah, make sure I'm, at I'm least now can do that. now Fredo's
1: inspiring you.
0: That's it, right? Right. It's a reverse double inspiration.
1: Yeah, because Fredo has cut all this weight and exercising on your inspiration. Yeah. I mean that's what I gotta do. I mean I, I, I eat better than I used to, but I gotta start exercising, man. You know? Before yeah. anything really rears its ugly head. Yeah. Cause I sit there and worry about shit sometimes and I was like I'm probably I probably um ready to have bad shit happen to me. I just gotta friggin' cut it off before I let go too long, you know?
0: Yeah, like that's the thing. You know, it's it it's tough to be proactive.
1: Yeah, I mean, but like everything, it's all tied together, man.
0: Yeah, I get it, man.
1: I get it. Yeah, it's – I don't know. I mean, I guess it really – I don't know. I was thinking about that today, but back to the whole John Tellis question. Are you happy? And it's like, ah. eh i'm not you know what's funny is that i was just thinking about the john dallas question the other day too (laughs) and i'm like
0: you know what i should call live we should do a podcast where we revisit that question because i also am not (laughs)
1: yeah i mean i even felt bad at the time and i know we covered this i mean i'm pretty sure we i know we covered the john dallas question but i think we covered this too it's like that I kind of felt like I was lying to John Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Well, I felt I was like I was
0: lying to myself, but ultimately uh, lying to John Dallas as well. So
1: yeah, I mean you were lying to yourself, but you were lying to John Dallas in the process. Correct, correct. <laughs> uh, but I don't want to depress people too no, much. No, no, yeah. I know um, we have been. I mean, we've been on. I guess technically we been recording for about forty-five minutes now. The second go around was it say? 51 minutes. All right. Yeah. So we don't... People don't know can, about the second go-around. We can go finish around. strong. What?
0: People don't know about the second go-around. I'm going to edit all that out. And we're just going to slide right into it. Until now. So if you're listening to this point, you'll know that there was a second go-around. But pretend
1: well, it didn't Well, it happen. wasn't really a second go-around. We had brief technical difficulties in the, in the pre-show chatter, so... It's true. Cause That's true. Because it really true. wasn't even... Because we didn't even do the... Hello!
0: <laughs> right, that was about eight minutes in. Although I can't go too much longer because I'm sweating my balls off. Because okay. in, in order to get the uh, the sound quality, the pristine sound quality that, that the two-star excuses are used to, yeah. um, I need to shut my AC off.
1: Okay, well I'm that's fine anyway because I got some stuff I can take care of. But I do want to tell you about my big night out, man. Oh okay. Well, well we can cap the show with that, I guess. All right. All right. All right. So, what's the big night out?
0: I I've done dick over the last, I don't know, 3 or 4 months. Like the summer is just like have I've had no real high point to the summer just cuz I can't afford it and, you know, I'm busy working and I'm trying to Trying to, to get things on track. And this is what you do when you, you're you trying to start your own company. This is what you do when you're trying to reinvent your, your life and you're trying to pull yourself back up, right? That's yep. what I tell myself. So May and June were all about work. July was downtime, but I really didn't do much. August, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start getting out there. I'm going to start doing some shit. There's a free concert uh, a couple towns over. Ride my bike. I'm going to go listen to the free concert. Free movie on the beach, Asbury Park. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to do that. You know, it's like the whole thing. Like, you know, you don't need a dollar to be happy. You know, there's plenty of free shit to do out there. Like stuff you do when you're a college kid, right? You shouldn't be shouldn't be resigned to doing it as a 40-something-year-old. But that's the story. Those are the cards I'm playing. So that's what I do. Yeah. And I go down. And um you know how the... uh the The public radio station changed my life. Have we ever talked about that? What happened? You know like how the, it,
1: the local NPR station. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how how it changed my life, and like it calms me down. If I don't listen to it, I get stressed out.
1: Yeah, and okay.
0: I, I put it on, and it makes me feel good. And I subscribed to it, like I'm a yeah, I'm a member.
1: yeah. Tell me that.
0: So, um, next on all things considered, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so. They send around an email, a weekly contest. And because I sit at my computer all day long doing work, I see when the emails come up. And I've won a number of contests. Uh, Like a couple weeks after I had become a member. The good thing
1: about those, a lot of people don't get into them.
0: Well, I found that out because every
1: single (laughs) one I enter, I win. Yeah, my sister was doing stuff like that. All right,
0: sorry. And, like, sometimes I'm not even winning good shit. I'm just trying to win, (laughs) Yeah, for the hell of it. If my time, you know, they're like, you can't win anything in the last 60 days. Blah, 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 blah. If if I'm eligible, I'm playing. So Mm -hmm. I won a gift basket around Christmas one time. This, like, real fancy Italian, uh, this Italian uh, grocery deli prepared foods kind of place, put together a That sounds like basket. an awesome. It was awesome. Us. I have a $50 gift card there that I haven't used. I think they'd still honor it because I'm local. Um, I won tickets to like a seafood fest Um, that's in town, and I gave them to the Roscoe so we could take a girl because um, I wasn't going to be around that weekend. Well, this time I won two tickets to see Donovan Frankenreiter. Oh, uh, yes, yes. So he's like uh, he's
1: like a, you know Jack Johnson? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He's like a Jack Johnson guy. Jack he's
1: Johnson a, was the one that had like the Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller's video or something like that.
0: Uh, the
1: Hawaiian guy or whatever.
0: Yeah, he's like a surfer. He plays. Yeah, he does like, like
1: beach, cool beach music surf. Yes,
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I got into him when I was down in Curacao. He had I think he might have out. done
1: a song for the Curious George
0: movie. He did. That's it. Okay. He wrote the whole album
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Yes. so that's the guy, and uh, real mellow real chill music good times. I won two tickets to Donovan Frankenreiter at the Stone Pony, so I was like, yes, I said, roscoe, guess what you're going to the you're finally going to the stone pony because that's just, he's never been you know he's like yeah, I
1: would like to go to Stone Pony one time I'm up to, there check of the course show. I' live there.
0: And this wasn't even, like, a summer stage. This is, like, inside. He must have been so
1: psyched when you told him, Roscoe, I got two tickets to see Donovan Frankenreiter.
0: (laughs) Okay. So now you've figured out Roscoe. you you figured out Roscoe. Because his reaction is, cool dude, sounds good. But inside, he's like, I'm not going to fucking see Donovan Frankenreiter. (laughs) But I just wish he would have told me he didn't want to go see fucking Donovan Frankenwriter. You know, <laughs> I don't know what I was gonna do with the tickets. I,
1: Did I, he know? He didn't know who Donovan Frankenwriter was. I assume, right? No,
0: no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. He's a big classic rock and Beastie Boys guy. That like, yeah, that's, yeah,
1: he looks are, like a Beastie Boys guy. Yes,
0: that's yeah. his genre, right? Yeah. So I didn't know what I was gonna do with the tickets if if he didn't want them. You know yeah. what I mean? But I, I would have done something. I maybe I would have given them away. Maybe I would have called like some random person I haven't talked to in years. My brother has this friend Leticia who uh, who loves music and she comes to Asbury Park all the time. I haven't seen her in a couple years. Maybe I would just would have said, "Hey, I got a ticket. You want to come?"
1: Or maybe you use it as an inducement to get a new tenant.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it, the, my my possibilities are endless right? yes yes endless possibilities yep so um so the day of the show comes around it's a thursday night the doors open at seven roscoe's doing work for me out on long island which i know is a long haul
1: yeah, yeah that's a few hours right
0: yeah 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 it's a two and a half hour drive out two and a half hour drive back and he's got to be on on the road putting up signs doing canvassing the whole deal right yeah so, around, f- I don't know, uh, 4 o'clock, two thirty, three o'clock, somewhere mid-afternoon, I text him. I go, hey, listen, dude, how's it going out there? You know, give me an update. And also, um, do you still want to go to this thing? And he's like, yep, no problem. I want to get home. We'll go. So, I'm like, cool. He's like, I'm, I'm just getting on Route 3, which is about an hour and a half away. But... You know, apparently he got stuck in traffic, etc. He doesn't get home until about 8 o'clock. But I texted him at like 7.30 and was like, hey, dude, you still want to go to this thing? I mean, you're not home yet? Just let me know. And um, I guess he had texted me back but didn't send it. Oh. So
1: I have texted you back like, go ahead or whatever. Essentially, he was like,
0: I don't know. Let me see. I'll take a shower. I have to take a nap. Like... But the doors open at seven. It's eight o'clock already. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I just got home. I'm standing outside having a cigarette. Sorry, I forgot to text that." Well, I turn into the biggest baby. You know, I'm like, "Oh, t- this sucks. I just wish I knew." You know, so I, I get my shit together and I go outside, and my bike's parked on the on the on the sidewalk, and I and he's like, "Hey, sorry, dude. You know." I didn't uh I didn't hit send. I'm like, that's fine. I'm going. I'm just I'm going. If you want to go, text me. And you know, so I ride away in a huff like a baby, you know.
1: On your bicycle. On oh, my bicycle. 43 year old man. In a huff. <laughs> right.
0: Riding to his free Donovan Franken Rider concert.
1: <laughs> like a little kid. Right.
0: <laughs> Alright, so I'm riding down Asbury Ave, and I'm talking to myself. I'm like, this "I don't take care, care about you. <laughs> this is, you at least you could have done. Tell me, I don't yeah. care. I, I didn't. I shouldn't even offer you any words. Like, you know, talking to myself.
1: It reminds me of like, you know, I was watching the other day. Happened to be on TV was, fucking Step Brothers. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly. It reminds me of that shit.
0: <laughs> right, that's exactly what it is. So. But I'm figuring I'm getting down there, and I'm like, "You could have told me I could have been down there already checking yeah. it out, you know, blah blah blah." blah. And but meanwhile, my antibiotics, so I can't even booze. So,
1: and the other ticket's back at the house with him.
0: No, no, it's they're at the door,
1: so he's oh, okay. So it's will me. call things. Okay, yeah,
0: he's got to text me if he's gonna come down with me. Yeah. So I get there, and the the opening act is still on, and I look at the sign, and it's like. Quincy Mumford who's the opening act from eight thirty to nine. So I, it's right. It's eight thirty. He's he's in his first song, you know, and he's not bad. But I was just going to go down see Donovan Frankenreiter for an hour and then go home. You know. Yep. So just to say I did it, just to say I was out, just to say I saw a show this summer, like the whole deal, whatever. I'm making. I'm going through mental gymnastics to justify my outing, right? Yep. So. Um, I was Meanwhile, like, the
1: Frankenheads are already there, taking up all the good spots. <laughs> right, exactly. At the front. So,
0: But I'm cool with that. I know exactly where I want to stand. But okay. the problem is, and I post up at that place. It's on the corner. So the way it is, it's almost like the way you describe your house, right? How they had a, a, a main building and then they added a little portion of it on, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what the Stone Pony is. It's almost the same exact setup. And in the added-on portion is a bar that's away from the stage. You can still hear the music, but you're, like, side stage kind of far. Yeah. So at the corner where that meets the main room is, like, a little ledge where you put your drinks... So I post up right there on the corner. It's a great place to watch the show. It's the corner of the stage, probably like 30 feet away from it. But I have to stand there for an hour and a half, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But it's all right because I'm not boozing so I don't have to piss and, you know, I'm not getting fidgety. I'm just kind of listening to music. And that's where I'm going to stay all night until this dude comes up. And I... I should have seen him coming because he was inching closer. He was inching closer. And he says, is this your drink here? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's mine. And he's like, cause I didn't want to knock it over. And I was like, well, there's plenty of other room for you to stand pal. You don't need to stand right there. But he's this
1: middle-aged black dude. He was probably thinking, thinking the same thing. This is a spot. I love to hang out at. (laughs) Well, it was funny because he goes uh
0: he's got he's middle aged, he's bald, he's got no he's got a sleeveless shirt on, not a tank top, a sleeveless shirt. And the propensity for middle aged men to wear sleeveless shirts is way too great
1: <laughs>
0: in this part of New Jersey. Because every single guy over forty five had on a sleeve of shirt because it was pretty hot.
1: We were in the middle yeah, of like a yeah,
0: fucking yeah. heat wave,
1: right? And they justify it by living in a beachy area.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> so the guy comes up and he, he his first thing to me is, um, uh, "What is it? What did he, How did he phrase it?" Um, he says, "I don't, uh, I don't really gather that'll that." Uh, a lot of black people like this guy, huh?
1: <laughs> and I
0: go, why do you say that? He goes, uh, I look around, I'm the only black guy in here.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, nothing for nothing. I was thinking, who's this guy anyway? He's at the Donovan Frankenreiter show.
0: <laughs> so he goes, you're probably thinking, what am I doing here at the Donovan Frankenreiter show? <laughs> I go, oh, it's not your idea? And he goes, no. He goes, I'm down here for a couple weeks visiting my brother. And uh and my wife's friend, friend of the family, called up and said that she knows Quincy Mumford, who's the guy who opened. Okay. And she was taking the train down and I had to pick her up. And she's gonna stay at my brother's house with me. He's like, This is the last place I wanna be. But she <laughs> made me come and I gotta babysit her ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he was all right. You know, like, Quincy, is Quincy Mumford a black guy?
0: No. No, and his friend was a little, uh, this little middle-aged white woman.
1: Little middle-aged white lady, okay. So, she he's telling me about how... So, he's like, uh, he to him, he's at the epitome of just white bullshit. Yes, exactly,
0: right? <laughs> he's like, look at her over there with a straw hat on, bouncing around <laughs> like she knows where she's going. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently he doesn't like this chick because he was, uh, I don't know, maybe they went to dinner or he was on the boardwalk or something. He's like... So I started talking I started talking to this Swedish chick, you know, and I was like, Hey, what's a, what's going on? He's like, I meant no harm. He's like, I'll tell her I'm married, but listen, I can talk to people if I want, especially good looking Swedish women. <laughs> and what this this woman, the the friend, cuts me down at the knees
1: and is like, You're married, I'm gonna tell your wife, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I don't, oh, God, I don't need this that bullshit. bullshit. Right. Like let him have a good time if he's only there because y- of you. Exactly, exactly.
0: So and then he was he was like then she's bitching about we're gonna take Uber home. He's like I'm not taking Uber home. She's like but you're drinking a beer. He goes
1: Budweiser. I can't get oh, drunk off there. A, yeah, he's like I can't get drunk off a of Budweiser. <laughs> I can't get drunk off a of Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, maybe not one. <laughs> So you know, I talked to him for a little bit. I but love I love those people, the people that like act like beer doesn't have alcohol. I'm just right. drinking beer. Exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so he's uh, he's chatting with me, you know, for about 20 minutes or so, and it's fine. And under a normal circumstance, maybe. I would chat with him but then he starts trying to drop knowledge on me and you know so I'm like you know what I've had a nice conversation here but I want to listen to music I'm like ah, I got to go find somebody I got to go I got to go check on something um, I'll catch you later man have a good show take care My mistake was I went back to the little bar area where there's kind of no outlet So I hung there for a while. Oh, okay. And then I saw him again, and I'm like, all right, I got to put some distance between me and this guy. So now my evening has become just trying to avoid this dude.
1: (laughs) Meanwhile, Roscoe's never coming. Exactly
0: exactly mm-hmm.
1: so you're totally being hung out the dry
0: yep so what i decide is i'm gonna go outside to the summer stage area so was oh, there there was another show going on in the summer no, stage no but now that place is open because there's nothing going on out there and i oh, can okay. kind of make my own space right i can get away yeah. from it but hear the music because that's yeah. all i want to do
1: yeah you can still hear the music from inside i got you
0: so i go out there and it's a little hot but i'm it's I'm taking refuge, so I'm not gonna run into this dude. I'm willing to make that trade off.
1: Uh, Fifteen minutes later, man, sure enough, he's fucking outside next to me again. Because <laughs> uh, the problem is, he's in the same boat as you, basically. Yes. Ah, yes. uh, you're
0: his safe harbor. Right, and like I was friendly to him, and I had genuinely had a uh, you know uh, a decent conversation with him. You know what I mean? I wasn't like blowing him off or being a dick, and I chatted with him. In in a reasonable, for a reasonable length of time, given the circumstances,
1: right? Yeah. But just because we had a chat doesn't mean we got to be friends. Yeah, no kidding, man. I didn't sign. That just sucks when you're stuck alone somewhere when you, or if you're alone and you see somebody who else starts talking to you, it's like, you ever thought about, it? like, maybe the reason I'm alone is because I want to be fucking alone? Right. You know? Right, right. I mean, even if you're waiting on somebody, but still, it's like, you know, they don't need to know that, you know? And I'm really bad at small talk. Yeah. Like, mindless, because
0: I don't have a huge, uh, I don't have encyclopedic knowledge about any one particular subject. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I knew something about the Civil War, I could get into a conversation with a stranger. i like, hey, what are you reading there? Oh, it's a book about the Civil War. It's real interesting. Did you know? Blah blah blah. And either they're interested in it or not. And if they're not, perfect. If they are, hey, then I'm going to talk about something I'm interested in. Yeah. I'm more of like, I'm more of like the submissive bitch in casual conversations. <laughs> you know, like I let whoever have the way with it. You know, the guy could be like, you know, you know what, uh, you know what's going to make this country right again, Donald Trump.
1: I'd be like, "Oh fuck." Yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. I was in a situation about a month ago where I had to just sit there and friggin' smile a grin because I was with a couple, of, I was uh amongst two older men who were talking about the virtues of Donald Trump, you know. Nobody I'm related to, oddly enough. Right. And, but I just had to sit there and be like, oh okay <laughs> Cause you, you can't get into it you
0: know right exactly exactly so i ended up staying for a while and had a good time you know like i like his music um but after a while i'm just like all right it's, i went out i put my big boy pants on and yeah that's you know, good I went did out. you ever
1: actually text roscoe and did he ever confirm like hey man by the way i'm not coming
0: No, no, I left it with. Well, if you want to come, just text me.
1: (laughs) Oh, like when you left angrily, that was the last time you spoke to him.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, uh, I didn't. So you knew you were
1: going to be there alone, basically. Yeah, he wasn't going
0: to come. Exactly. Yeah. So I came home and he was smoking a cigarette on the porch, or you know, whatever. And I was just like, "Hey, what's going on? What you know? How was your evening?" sorry dude <laughs> no no i wasn't apologizing i was still I was yeah. still. You know, you're still I'm loaded salty. for bear exactly exactly yeah. i basically just got over it
1: <laughs> yeah. and it was this moment and then you brought it up again and now you're not now over it because you remembered how angry you were because it made you hang out with that dude exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> well, great that,
0: that was my big night out man that was my. Big all right night well out.
1: that's that sounds good anyway though at least you got out it's nice to get out every now and then
0: it is nice to get out every now and then and uh my sister's coming into town in a couple of weeks again she was there just recently wasn't she yeah this this uh this time it's gonna be the kids uh christening oh okay then uh, she actually just called me while we were while we were potting so i'm wondering what that's all about so um so that's it, man. That's what I got.
1: Um, I hope. Uh, I don't have anything else, man. I think that was a good, uh, a good showing tonight. Great, man. Great. On that, that was a n- good way to end the show. Well, then, on that note. Yeah. With apologies to Kirk's brother. I'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Good night, Fredo. And let's go watch some Olympics. See Usain Bolt win another gold.